Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenics. All right, it is a new year, and it is a new episode here of the Extra Extra In Podcast. Your host, Price Atkinson, and my man, Joe Calabrese. The 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics here, is the Extra Extra In has liftoff, Joe. We have liftoff on 2018. We missed you last week. Unfortunately, I was tied up on in traveling and some final college football stuff. I'm glad that is now put to bed, and I'm now glad that we turn our full attention to the upcoming Winter Olympics. Joe, Happy New Year. It's great to have you back on, my friend. Happy New Year, Price, and, you know, and uh, happy liftoff. Hopefully it won't be like SpaceX. <laughs> well, first things first, as we told our listeners in December, you know, they wouldn't hear much of you through that month just because you had some family stuff to attend to. Hope Elisa is doing well. Just give us a quick update that she is all uh, recovering and, and doing as, as good as possible. Yeah, I want to first thank uh, you and all the people who sort of filled in for me uh, during the time when I was off the uh, podcast. Uh, my wife, Elisa, I had some surgery. She's doing really well, um, getting better every day, and uh, looking forward to uh, getting her back out on the ice at some point in time soon. Absolutely. That's the name of the game is to get back out on that ice, and certainly just our well wishes. Hope that recovery continues smoothly. But we will continue on here as we've got a lot to do here in the first episode of 2018, Joe. We've got some guests coming up. We've got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Who you'll hear in this episode, our guest, John Landsteiner, caught up with him uh, very recently. And then certainly we have our uh, Olympic team getting ready for South Korea. I talked with the fifth slash alternates, Corey Christensen, Joe Polo talked with them just uh, about a week or so ago you know about their roles and how they're approaching things with the uh, the upcoming olympics as the fifth slash alternates for each uh, team schuster and team uh, roth respectively so we'll bring you those interviews john landsteiner and then Corey and joe together and then we've got our contest we'll tell you about that joe will fill you in about that we got the challenge round to talk about we've got uh oh man we got some upcoming spiels this weekend We've got a whole lot of action ahead, but Joe, let's go ahead and just set it on the table. Are you doing the curl? Oh yeah, you know I am. Uh, that uh, we're talking about that uh, Cheetos YouTube uh, promotion that uh, USA Curling has going on, and uh, they put out a YouTube video with uh, Chester Cheetah and Ladanian Tomlinson and Vernon Davis and a whole bunch of uh, high performance curlers. Uh, well, tell me, Price, what did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really, really well done. I thought it was cool. I think the sport, the visibility it gives our sport here, I think, is just fantastic. The touch I loved in it, uh, I, I thought it was. I loved to see the acting of uh, of our fellow athletes, you know, our, uh, of the curlers that were in it. But 
the fact that we got LT in that thing, I thought the LT, the addition of LaDainian Tomlinson was just, to me, that's what took it to another level. I was really pumped to see LT a part of it. But, you know, as a, as a whole, I've watched it probably 20 times now. It's stuck in my head. I think it's just a fantastic thing, uh, the partnership with Cheetos and USA Curling to come up with something like that. I, I, I cannot be a bigger fan. I think it's just flat outstanding and nothing but help for the sport. Yeah, you know, there are a couple of cool things I think about this. Uh, one, the production value of this thing is is off the charts. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, a very um, video music award kind of thing. Uh, a lot of high uh, action cuts uh, from one thing to another. Uh, the music was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe uh, what I would say, I guess, about it, the thing that I found uh, most interesting about it is the connection to the football. You talked about LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. Uh, Vernon Davis, obviously, honorary captain of the USA uh, curling team um, for the Olympics. Um, but what I heard in the promotional uh, material that was sent out uh, yesterday was that this was the idea, kind of the concept of maybe being a touchdown celebration kind of dance, which I thought was kind of interesting. Maybe Vernon will have to unleash this out on the uh, NFL next season. Yeah, see, I didn't the, – the football side of it, I, I – I, to me, it was – I got more of the – you know, it's obviously Todger Call who did, you know, the Dougie. It was more the relationship with that song and that dance, and then just applying a new dance. The touchdown, like the football part, I just seemed like, you know, it was Vernon Davis and LT a part of it. Like, I wouldn't have equated it to, you know, end zone touchdown dance. That's something that was, I don't want to say it was lost, but I certainly get it. But to me, I would, I, I viewed it more as, look, this is just simply a spinoff uh, of the Dougie. You know, if if there is some way to kind of spin this into something like the NFL with millions and millions of followers, um, I, it's only going to be good for the sport. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of people who shared this on social media yesterday. Just yeah. so excited about uh, the possibility of, of getting this out. Um, I have no idea where this is going. I mean, sure. I, I don't know if this is it for the promotion or if there's more to it. I know, I know there's something happening with a special edition Cheeto in, in February. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that that means there's going to be more marketing around this. Um, and, and the sport in general. Yeah, I would think that we are going to get uh, more marketing because the dangerously new cheesy Cheetos Winter White Cheddar Curls, that's going to be a limited time offer. It starts found on shelves reportedly February the 12th, according to the press release. But the hashtag do the curl, share it, uh, promote it. If you're on social media, it will do nothing but help our sport. And I'm going to tell you real quick, Joe. I was on Curling Zone, and I was on the message board just kind of browsing. I you go on there every so often and was checking it out the other day. And I, I got to tell you, I was really astounded by the people who were taking shots at it, saying it, it wasn't a good idea, that we people didn't understand curling. I don't know those who making the comments and who the people are, obviously, just because they're usernames, but I could not differ any more to me. When you can increase the visibility of the sport and you can hopefully bring new people to the table, I don't think that's a bad thing. To me, that's always a good thing. And if it takes something unique in this case, you know, equating curling and, and the curl of a Cheeto, I think that's a, I think that's a really, really neat marketable idea, and I'm all for it. Yeah, I think I'm all for it, too. I mean, if we were only to market to people who had a really great knowledge of curling in the United States, we wouldn't have much of an audience. And I think yeah. um, that's where um, you have to expand it out. And the way that they did this through music um, and through a product here, yeah. I think um, it can only produce great dividends down the road. I, 
And hopefully it's it's a first of many opportunities like this. Absolutely. To the purist, uh, there are going to be many that don't like it, but to the, if it's to bring new people to the table and get them interested in the sport, that is the name of the game. And I think it's just fantastic. All right, let's go ahead and get into the the challenge round, Joe. This past weekend, we had the women's in Blaine, we had the men's in Bismarck, and you know, as we get uh, four teams that now qualify on the men's side, we have three additions on the women's side to the upcoming 2018 Curling Nationals in Fargo in March. Just, I guess, reaction to what transpired is Alex Leiter, Jed Brundage. Croy Nurnberger, Scott Dunham on the men's side, and the women's side, Christine McMacken, Madison Bear, and Ann Podal, they all qualify for nationals. Yeah, I guess we'll take a look at the men's side first. I think, you know, one of the you – know, Jed Brundage is not somebody I think that's like kind of a household name mm-hmm. in terms of national USA curling, um, but sort of a, has that local connection to where the challenge round was located and be local in uh-huh. terms of uh, – North Dakota yep. uh, going to have a really good following. I bet at nationals is a sort of a, an up and coming uh, uh, option there for uh, support. Mm-hmm. You know, Croy Nurenberger, obviously that's uh, the Craig Brown team um, without Craig Brown. And mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't surprise me that they made it. Alex Leitner sort of a national uh, regular. Mm-hmm. And then Scott Dunham, Scott, the uh, younger team, they have a younger team, but uh, up and coming team as well. And I think that they're well positioned to do well. Um, you know, when you look at the existing teams over there, your your Schuster, your Fenson, your Per McCormick, um, you know, those are the regulars, those are the people who qualified early. Um, you know, those are probably going to be your favorites, but, uh, you know, these teams are, are pretty solid, and it'll be interesting to see um, how they kind of perform uh, at nationals uh, in March. Over on the women's side, um, you know, another kind of local connection, uh, Podal um, has a Fargo connection. So going to be in her yeah. hometown for nationals. Yep. That's going to be pretty, uh, pretty special. Uh, yep. Madison Bear, obviously a junior team, mm-hmm. Christine, uh, Christine McMakin, uh, also a younger team, I think um, going to be joined by uh, the Anderson teams, Emily and Sarah, yep. uh, Kim Lime and, and Jamie Sinclair. And then on each side, mm-hmm there's still a selection to be made uh, by the selection committee. So right now there's nine teams and a 10 team field on the men's side and seven teams and an 18 field on the women's side. So there's still one selection left. And I'm not sure when that selection is going to be made, um, but it's got to be pretty soon. Yeah, I would think it'd come in the next couple weeks, especially as you know, teams need the time to prepare. But I think we'll, I think um, we could probably all—I don't want to say all—but I think we could probably have an idea of where that selections might go. But again, the uh, upcoming uh, nationals will be at Shields Arena in Fargo. Uh, March 3rd through the 10th. So we will be there, the 12th End Sports Network, as usual, Joe. What are we going to do? We're going to bring just more outstanding coverage uh, with the web stream. Can't wait to be in Fargo. It's going to be my first time. Yes, I'm going to be packing a lot of warm weather because this Southern boy is going to have a hard time. It will be March, but it, I don't think it's going to be getting warm yet while we're there. Yeah, you better pack uh, pretty heavy there. Uh, <laughs> Fargo in, in March is no picnic. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have a good time covering uh, Coverage uh, from the beginning draw all the way through the finals, and uh, you know, on uh, I'm guessing probably on YouTube through the USA uh, Olympic Committee, uh, as we've done in the past couple of years. I'm guessing um, that's yet to be determined, but you'll be able to find out where the links are on usacurl.org. All right, Joe and I are going to be back in just a little bit. We'll talk about the upcoming Continental Cup, which gets going. Uh, actually, today we'll talk about a couple spiels uh, that get going as well. The Gold Wrench, 
uh, the big spiel coming up in St. Paul. We'll also uh, you know, talk about some other things that uh, are bouncing around the world of curling. But coming up next, John Landsteiner. I caught up with him just a short time ago. Talk with the man, the lead from Team Schuster. That's coming up next right here on the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th in Sports Network powered by Isagenics. My Curling Club is the ultimate all-in-one solution for curling clubs. It offers a completely customizable club website with online registrations, league management, event calendar, news, photo albums, custom pages, sponsors, and more. The league management module allows administrators to generate a well-balanced schedule for their league in a matter of seconds. Standings and statistics are calculated automatically whenever new scores are entered into the system. Learn more at www.mycurlingclub.com. Again, www.mycurlingclub.com. This week, we are giving you the chance to win a one-year membership to mycurlingclub.com for your curling club. That's a $500 value. To enter, go to our website at www.tesn.us forward slash podcast using the widget on the upper right-hand corner of the page. All right, back here on the Extra Extra Podcast, and we are now joined by two-time Olympian John Landsteiner. And, John, first of all, congratulations. Thanks, Bryce. What a performance there by you guys in Omaha, getting a chance to go back to the Olympic Games. Just, I mean, what's the feeling like? Has it, I mean, has it sunk in again? I mean, this is your second time. Has it started to sink in since, you know, the week since Omaha as you guys get ready? Yeah, I think it definitely has, has sunk in now. Uh, you know, we're – we're getting more attention with media and and think and setting our travel plans and, and starting fundraisers uh, to get our families there. And mm-hmm. uh, but for me, you know, being the second time, it, it feels a little different. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of knowing what I'm getting into, uh, it's more of an excitement for the competition this time than it is for just going there. The experience. I mean, yeah. you got the experience last time. Obviously, experience in terms of you know the way it transpired. You probably do it a little bit differently, of course, but. Yeah. You know what to expect now. You've been down this road, like you said. Now you're focused on who you're going to play, and more importantly, who you're going to go beat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're looking forward to <laughs> playing everyone there. We, we've played and beaten every team that's going to be at the Olympics. So, uh, you know, we're we're just excited to get on the ice and sh- show the world what we've got. So. Yeah. What what is it like? I mean, you go into it with confidence. Clearly, you're playing. You guys are playing great. Had a great uh, you know week at the trials, and I know you guys are playing well, practicing on the ice. But you know, as you just mentioned, there's nobody that you're going to go up against that you haven't beaten before. You know that the sky's the limit. That you've been there and you've done it before. It's just doing it on this particular stage. Yeah, correct. Uh, you know, we've played many of those teams uh, at the World Championships the last three years. Yep. Uh, we we finally beat Kui uh, this last year. Yeah. On some pretty rough ice, but it was a win's a win. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking to be in that in that championship game, or at least a contender for a medal. So. Yeah, and I talked to John about it, and I asked him. I was a little bit surprised by his response. But I'm curious about yours because you guys go win a bronze medal at the World Championships, and then you go back, and you're darn near were just a thread away from getting back on the podium, but you finish fourth, just missing out. But does does breaking through at the World Championships? It's not the Olympic Games, but it's the next closest thing to it does breaking through there now show you that look we can do this thing we can do it when the world is watching on the world stage at the olympics did, did it kind of help you guys mentally but yourself in particular yeah uh you know leading up 
to the last Olympics and that, you know, it was more of a, I kind of looked up to the other teams and thought, you know, maybe we aren't quite at that same level. Uh-huh. Uh, but then in 2015 in Halifax, we finished, uh, we lost a tiebreaker, I think, to Finland. Right. Um, and that's really kind of the first time I started feeling like we we knew we could compete right. uh, with those other teams. And then 2016, uh, you know, meddling, it's just like you said, I think it did solidify the fact that we knew we were that good and we, we deserve to uh, be at the podium if if we're playing that well and we know that we can so yeah as you guys uh turn the page and, and get ready to go to south korea what are some of the things you talked about fundraising what are some of the things you guys are doing i mean it's obviously an expensive trip to go the other side of the world but you know something i've talked to a lot of families about it's and especially watching the curling trials in canada and i, I heard vic and those guys on the broadcast talk about it but it's so true your families are and friends are as big a part of this thing in a lot of ways, is you guys on the ice because you guys couldn't do this without the people that you love, your wife, your kids, your friends, your family members, cousins. I mean, they are such a big part of y'all's success. Definitely. Uh, we keep saying it over and over. We have to give our families a ton of credit and our yeah. fans for the last two games of the, at the trials. They uh, they brought their A game, and, and that helped us bring <coughs> our A game on the ice. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited to, to get everybody over there. And, and yes, it's, it's very expensive. And yeah. some of the things we're doing is uh, we're selling shirts and sweatshirts. And, uh, you know, there's like three different kinds of designs, I think, going out there. And then uh, we're also having a fundraiser party uh, at the Other Place Bar in uh, Duluth. Yep. That's on January 6th. So everybody can. I like the name of it, by that. the way. Yeah. <laughs> everybody calls it the OP. but Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's just an old bowling alley that turned into a bar. So, uh, but the there's a guy in Duluth that he throws a a party on his birthday every year. And uh-huh. It's like a breast cancer fundraiser or okay. something like that. I, I can't remember what it's for exactly, but uh, it's called it's named after him. It's called Berta Palooza, and anyway, he's our party planner. So wow, so you guys got you enlist one of the you know the best there is to yeah, you know he knows everybody. So yeah, so you guys are excited about that? I mean, you got. Uh, uh, that big event coming up, but uh, you know, is, is your family's you know prepared to go over? Is there any apprehension at all with you know the situation, the kind of the political situation over there at all? I mean, I think you're probably just strict, strictly focused on what you're going to go do, and that's you know that's the Olympics. I don't think there's any hesitation at all. Yeah, uh, there was in Russia or going to Russia, uh-huh. but we still went. Everybody went. Everybody was fine. Yeah. The worst experience I had on that trip was having to hang out in the Moscow airport for a bit. So. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, and the only thing, actually, like yesterday, uh-huh. it was the first time I heard anything, but I had three separate people ask me about, uh, did you hear that Donald Trump is saying that he might not let Team USA go to Korea? And I was like, I haven't heard that. And yeah. USOC yeah. is a 100%, you know, ready, and yep. they have zero concerns from, from what we've been told. So, uh, yep. no, I don't I don't feel any. Yeah. Any worry, to be honest. So, again, we're talking with John Landsteiner, two-time Olympian now, as you guys get ready to compete in the 2018 Winter Olympics. John, you you walked in an opening ceremony, obviously, before in Sochi, Russia, your first time. What was that experience like to walk into an opening ceremony? You've got the United States, you've got the stars and bars, you know, on your chest, on your back, on your hat, and the feeling that you're going to get to go do that again. What is that like? Uh, it's, uh, you, you, it's, it's something you would think to be once in a lifetime, but obviously it's not for everybody. Um, but, uh, it's kind of an interesting experience because 
you're in this long line of athletes, and uh-huh. we're coming towards the end as the United States. Yeah. Um, and it's hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And you're just down in this hallway under the stadium, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're walking up a ramp, and you don't even know that you're about to to be out there. But yeah, and it's there's like I think there was like seventy thousand people in that stadium in Russia. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it was just it was extremely cool. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to that again. That, that's like the one thing that I really remember quite well. Really, and, and I've got some kind of cool videos. Uh, oh, cool! On my computer from yeah. that time. So, what is it like to meet like the other athletes from the other sports, the snowboarders? I mean, is it a, is it kind of a pinch? Maybe like you know, getting to hang out with you guys. It's a little bit pinch myself moment for me. Is it kind of like that for you guys when you you know see like a Sean White or somebody like that in other? Seeing is about all that I probably did. I'm a pretty <laughs> shy person overall, so uh, people yeah. like Sean White are surrounded by other, other yeah. athletes and yeah. getting, wanting their picture taken. And but uh, you know. Seeing them and seeing them as normal people because you've been watching them for the last eight years or whatever, right? Like Sean White, or uh, you know, it's pretty cool. And, yeah, and it kind of makes you feel like you're at that level. So. Yeah, absolutely. As we continue with John Landsteiner here, excited to talk with him ahead of their trip to South Korea. Team Schuster going to go do battle, and you know, I know that this is something where John, you were obviously part of the team last time, and you know, John was there in Vancouver, tasted the success in '06 with Pete Vincent, but. I sense a very different John Schuster this time. It seems a more confident, you know, obviously a dad now. It seems it seems like there is a different. It seems like there is a different John Schuster now out on that ice. That he's that he in particular is going there. Obviously, what happened in the past is the past. He's just so much more confident of a skip and a curler. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's got he's more more wise maybe on the ice. He's calmer. He's <laughs> yeah. more patient. We're more patient as a team. That's one yeah. of our. One of the things that we really stress to each other is to be patient during, mm-hmm. during games and know that it's going to be a battle out yeah. there. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he he has changed a lot, and so have I, so has yeah. everybody else. And, and as a team, we, we've changed a lot since the first year we were playing together, and um, we, just, we found a way to make it work, so it's pretty exciting. As we wrap up with John Landsteiner here, as you guys get ready to go to South Korea, just, you know, as you get uh, ready to make the trip, just what are some of the things you guys, you obviously have your own internal goals. I know it's to win a gold medal, but, you know, what is success going to be for Team Schuster and USA men's curling team over in South Korea? What will define you guys as you make this trip and, and compete in the Olympic Games? Our goal is to medal. Uh, that that would be success. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if we just come up short or something like that, then, you know, we'll probably be happy with our performance and and wish we would have done better. But, uh-huh. you know, we we expect to be in the running for uh, for a medal. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any question the way you guys, especially the four of you at your respective spots that you play, when you guys are on and A game is there for all four of you and it obviously makes an A game for a team. There's nobody that got. There's nobody that can beat you guys in the world. We're just excited to watch you guys play, John. I can't wait. It's going to be chilling. I'll say this for me on a personal level to watch you guys walk out there in the opening ceremony. I'm not going to be looking at the other sports. I'm going to be looking for my curling guys and and the girls out there. And then just it's going to be a chilling moment to see you guys take the ice. I just cannot wait to see you guys compete, Lance. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, that's John Landsteiner, member of Team Schuster. Two-time Olympian getting ready to march in the opening ceremonies. Once again, we wish these guys all the best and cannot wait. So we'll be right back here on the Extra Extra In Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. 
exclusive. All right, the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th Inch Sports Network, powered by Cigenics. Price Atkinson here, and we're going to go back to the guest line, but this is going to be Corey Christensen, Joe Polo, uh, fifths and alternates with their respective teams, Team Roth and certainly Team Schuster, getting ready for the upcoming Winter Olympics in South Korea. Just a pleasure to have both Corey and Joe here. Is you know I know that they wanted to qualify with mixed doubles just last month in Blaine, but nonetheless, even though it doesn't work out, it does work out where you guys are both certainly going to be with Team Schuster and Team Roth competing at the Olympic Games. Welcome in, Corey and Joe. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks, uh, Hey, Corey. So it's great having you guys both curling out of Duluth. And if everybody wants to give you guys a follow on social media at Joe Polo one and then Corey Christian sin without the N at the very end, Corey Christensen without the N and the number four. So bookending uh, those Twitter accounts with numbers. But, you know, I guess let's get right to it. This is going to be a little bit different experience for both you guys. I mean, you're, you're certainly alternates or fifths, however you want to call it. But you are Olympians. And, Joe, this is going to be your second time going back to the Olympics, first since 06. Well, Corey, this is going to be your first trip. I guess just kind of talk about it because I know you guys are close, you know, playing there and, and, and training, working out in Duluth. But, Joe, first of all, what is this going to be like for you, the, the chance to go back to the Olympics? Because you already had success. You got a bronze medal at home. Yeah, you know, it's going to be great. Uh, it's, uh, in the last 12 years, we've been just trying to get back. And mm-hmm. uh, last time around in 14, you lost to, lost to Johnny in the in the finals of the Olympic trials, you know, so yep. that was a bit of heartbreak. And, you know, it's, it's nice to go back and, you know, just uh, be part of it all. Yeah. What, Corey, what about you? Because I know, you know, it's certainly the ripe young age of, what, 22, 23. I mean, this is this is really a chance to, I mean, certainly, I don't want to say invest in your future, but, I mean, you've got such a, a long career ahead of you. You've, you've already done so much at the junior level, but the chance to go to, to the Olympics and experience and just have the taste of this, I know that's got to be quite an honor. Yeah, it's so exciting. I mean, obviously, this is what I've been working for, so it's really exciting and uh I'm excited to go with Nina's team because, you know, I was with them in Beijing at the Women's World last year. So yep. um, I know kind of their routine, how it works, and we get along really well. So super excited. It's going to be a really great experience. Yeah, and you've competed at the at the world junior level so much and had such great success at the junior level. But, you know, you go to Worlds with them last year. Does that – does going to the world championships, I know it's not the Olympic Games. I completely get that. But does that at least give you a little bit of something to fall back on when it comes to, you know, experience and experiencing the pressure and, and being on that kind of stage? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of the teams that we played at Worlds last year are going to be at the Olympics this year. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's going to be similar. Um, yeah. So what was it like for you, Corey, when you were named to the team, when you got the call or when it became official? You know, what was it like when it became official that you're going to the Olympic Games? Yeah, I mean, it's just such a huge honor. I'm so excited um, to be chosen to represent your country at the Olympics. is an absolute dream come true, so really excited. And Joe, obviously, in your situation, you you know you have been with you know Schuster and these guys for a while. You've been been their alternate. I mean, it's not you step in whenever needed, but it's it's not really a situation where it's any kind of surprise for you. But I mean, still the the chance to go back to an Olympic Games, you know, how much have you 
gone back and, and, you know, just kind of replayed some of the things in your mind in 2006? Because, I mean, certainly we all know that was a podium finish in a bronze medal when you and uh, Fenson, Rajeski, and, and John got on the podium. Yeah, you know, the last uh, couple of months here, there's been a lot of reminiscing about uh, what happened back then, you know, and talking to Pete and Sean and, and John about, you know, diff- different things and, and trying to remember different parts of those games and, and uh, maybe trying to catch a little spark out of that and, and get something that'll, that'll help us play but play well at this game. Yeah, as we're continuing with Joe Polo and Corey Christensen, you can give them a follow on Twitter at Joe Polo one and then at Corey Christensen without the N and the number four at the end of her Twitter handle. And check out Team Roth USA 18 on Twitter and Facebook and certainly at Team Schuster on both of those as well. And, you know, what is this preparation like for both you guys? Because I know you wanted to make it in mixed doubles. I know you wanted to win the trials so you could be out there competing with, with John and, and Tabitha, your mixed doubles partners respectively. But, you know, the preparation, knowing that uh, whether you're going to get on the ice or not, I mean, I know you're preparing like you're, you know, one of the four that's going to be go out there and that's going to be playing. But, you know, mentally, what is this going to be like, you know, the, the preparation and the physical prep, you know, in the next couple weeks? Well, I, I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of like I would just be playing. You know, uh, uh-huh. our teams we've always we've always said we've kind of got interchangeable parts, right? Because you know I can I can come play for anybody on the team, and, and we feel pretty comfortable about uh, our chances of winning the game. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm I'm just preparing that preparing to come in and, and sweep per game or call line or whatever I need to do mm-hmm. to uh, to help the team win. Yeah, as we continue with Corey and Joe, Joe, you know your daughter, you know being born is a is a new dad. You know how has that impacted you in your curling? How has that uh, maybe changed you as a player? You know, good, bad. I, you know, I know you're at home a lot more, a little bit more, especially you know your daughter being born premature. But you know, how has that kind of changed your your outlook as an athlete and in, in, in what you're doing on a daily basis, your routine? Oh, it's definitely done that. I mean, it's put things into perspective, you know, just in, in life in general and, and you know, how, how family's as important as it is. And you know, I definitely spend a little more time at home and uh, probably less time at work and, and try try to get in just as much ice time as I can. So, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been tough, but it's uh, it's been very rewarding uh, watching her grow and, and, uh, and do as well as she has. And Corey, talk family with you because I'm sure your family—they're going to be in the stands in South Korea. You know, what is it going to be like to have, you know, family in the stands? You know, being half a world away. Yeah, um, I mean, family and friends are what keeps all of us going. I think, Mm -hmm. and to have a big cheering section over there means so much to all of us to have their support. All right, I want to make sure everybody they check out uh, Garen dash brothers.myshopify.com check out the USA curling gear there because you know doing fundraisers for the teams you guys can order you know team USA uh, curling uh, 2018 South Korea sweatshirts you got hats you got pullovers you got all kinds of gear right there helping to you know fund the the families because the families you know coming over there with they with you guys they play such a big role in your lives certainly on a daily basis we know but on your with your success on and off the ice, that it, fam, having your family members in the stands over there, Joe, you know that's almost as big a part of it as anything. Like in terms of the preparation. Oh, absolutely! You know, having having loud fans in the stands and and uh, trying to pick you up uh, when when things are going down or or just cheering on the great shots. You know, it, it helps keep you going and and uh, keeps you performing well. I think. 
All right, for both you guys, what's uh, I, I know you're going to have a little bit of time on your hands when you're not over at the curling uh, facility and, and in the venue getting ready to compete with your teams, uh, Team Roth and Team Schuster, but is there any is there any Team USA athlete you know that you're going to go walk in the opening ceremonies with you're excited to meet or maybe meet around the village? You know, is anybody in particular, man, I want to meet that guy or I want to meet her. Anybody that stands out that you just can't wait to meet when you get over there? Definitely Lindsey Vaughn for me. Yeah. <laughs> Joe? I, I, I guess I really don't have anybody. You know, last, <clears throat> last time around in 06, I, uh, I ran into uh, a doubles loser, Preston Griffel, and uh, uh-huh. I, met, I basically met uh, just going to the opening ceremonies, and you know, we hung out uh, for, that, for that night and throughout the games, and you know, we still chat every now and then, you know, so. I think uh, just try to meet somebody random and, and uh, try to make a friend. There you go. I know you're going to make a lot of new friends over there when you guys get to uh, get to South Korea and obviously, and obviously before as you guys do a little bit of uh, pre-training in Japan in the days leading up to it. But, you know, any last minute uh, as you guys both curl out of Duluth? I know, uh, you know a lot of special family and friends. You guys got uh, some last special minute, uh, last minute meals planned, send off at the Pickwick or, or Tavern on the Hill there in town? <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know about anything real planned. I know we've got a bit of a send-off party at uh, at the OP in town. Uh, that'll that'll be happening, and we got uh, you know just. <clears throat> probably have a nice dinner with my wife at home and, and call it good <laughs> see i bet you guys didn't know i bet you're impressed that i knew about those two places i know i could hear it in your laugh you, how did he know those places <laughs> look look guys <laughs> cory christensen joe polo again they can follow you guys on twitter at joe polo one cory christensen the number four without the n on the end of it just look go team usa go team schuster go team roth honor and pleasure to talk with you guys it's, it's just been great to be with y'all in these last couple weeks and month and all we can say is go Team USA, go get them, guys. Uh, thanks, thanks Bryce. Bryce. All right, that's Corey Christensen. Joe Polo will be right back here on the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. All right, welcome back in. Extra Extra in Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Bryce Atkinson, Joe Calabrese here. Uh, ready to put uh, some of the finishing touches on episode 25 as we are back in 2018, ready for a whole lot ahead through the next couple weeks and months. Certainly the Winter Olympics is one of the first things on the docket, but something on the docket starting today, Joe, the Continental Cup up in London, Ontario, getting going. we got uh, John Schuster and Nina Ross rinks obviously up there joining four from Team Canada. They're going to be competing. Kevin Cooey, Rachel Homan, Brad Gushu, and Michelle Inglot's teams up in London. Just your thoughts on uh, the Continental Cup uh, getting going today. Yeah, just a hop, skip, and a jump uh, from Rochester, New York, London, Ontario, just across the border. Uh, Continental Cup, it's sort of the Ryder Cup of curling. It'll mm-hmm. be on TSN, you know, up in Canada, and I'm, I'm sure probably on ESPN3 uh, here in the U.S., um, it's uh, Team North America team versus Team World. And so uh, Schuster and Roth, again, with Gushu, Homan, Kui, and Englot are going to be facing uh, Team World. Eden DeCruz, Ulsrud, Fujisawa, uh, Hasselborg, and Tirizoni uh, are the uh, Team World uh, yep. participants. It's always an exciting event. Um, you know, it, it, there's a skins element to it. There's a mixed element to it. There's, you know, a team element to it. Um, all sorts of different formats, and it's a really exciting thing. It's been in Vegas the last couple times, I think, and this year they're bringing it back up to Canada. 
Yeah, and it's not going to have the same kind of, you know, Vegas vibe that, you know, it's had the times it's been there. But, you know, it's still really a chance for the teams to, you know, kind of step away from the, the the grind, you know, of a slam or preparing for the Olympics. It's really a chance for them to have a little bit of fun. I mean, obviously they want to win, but it's just got a little bit more of a – it's got a much more laid-back feel of fun, getting to play with, you know, folks that you're going to be competing or have competed with, you know, in the World Championships, at the Olympics, and, you know, at different events around the world. It's just – I think it's a chance for the athletes to have – uh, just a good time without the pressure just bearing and hanging over them. You know, you probably write a little bit about sort of the, the tour type pressure, but there's a prize, uh, you know, cash mm-hmm. prize yep. for this event. So there's something uh, to be played for. Um, and also I, I'm sure that, you know, you know, we pick team Schuster and Roth because we want them facing some of the best teams in the world right before the Olympics. And, yep. You know, that's what we've got here. So uh, you get a chance to play Eden and, and Ulsrud, for example, or, or Hasselborg. Um, you know, that's, those are the people that you're competing for for medals uh, just, you know, in just a month or so. Yeah, USA Curling High Performance Coach Al Hackner, he'll be one of the coaches for and captains for Team North America, joining Rick Lang. The captains and coaches of the Team World will be David Murdoch and Frederick Lindbergh. So, you know, if you're scoring at home, the U, or not the U.S., but Team North America has won five Continental Cups in a row, including this the latest one last January in Las Vegas. So that's uh, going to be exciting. Can't wait to watch uh, a lot of that coverage coming up this weekend but this weekend we also have coverage right here with the 12th in sports network joe where do you want to begin golden wrench classic that's going to be uh, in phoenix mike McEwen won it last year but we got a couple of u.s teams that are going to be out there uh with the coyote uh, curling club this weekend yeah it's kind of weird you know hearing about a high performance uh bond spiel you know cash spiel in arizona but you know the last few years the Golden Wrench has really been it um, in the U.S. The top teams, you know, that you can uh, get from Canada coming down, Team Carruthers, Epping, uh, Steve Laycock, Mark McEwen, yeah. um, they come out and they, and, they, and they battle a bunch of U.S. teams. And they're headlined this year by Pete Fenson and, and uh, Corey Nurnberger uh, in particular on the U.S. side. Uh, that's going to be happening today, the, the January 11th through the 14th on TESN.us. Yep. You can uh, go right to our website and click uh, the Golden Wrench uh, link, and you'll be right there. And then also, um, we have something that's really exciting for Minneapolis-St. Paul. They have mm-hmm. the big spiel. It's a, it's a spiel that happens between four Minneapolis-St. Paul clubs. It's an open spiel. Anybody mm-hmm. can go, but... They play in four different clubs in the Minneapolis area, and that's also going to be on TESN through the St. Paul and Four Seasons uh, channels uh, on our website. So uh, another uh, big event, uh, a couple big events on TESN. While you're, you know, you can watch two, three events at the same time this weekend if you have a computer. Yeah, it's that's awesome. I I have not seen the field for the big spiel. What have you checked out the teams? Have you seen the field? You know, what does it look like? You know, who, who I don't want to give, say handicap, but who do you expect to win? But I mean, have, have you taken? Oh, a look? you know, I haven't. You know, it's too big a spiel, I think, for me to even handicap. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more recreational than it is competitive. But right. um, when you have a spiel that big, the cream rises to the to the top, and I'm sure there'll be some some names that we recognize that wind up in the finals. Yeah. All right. That Again, you can see the Golden Wrench Classic, the Big Spiel, both those, TESN, got you covered on both those. 
elsewhere around the world of curling. Joe, uh, I want to give a shout out and say congratulations to John Morris and Caitlin Laws from Canada winning the mixed doubles Olympic trials this past weekend. But Johnny Moe, who we had a guest earlier uh, this past fall here on the podcast, shout out to Johnny Moe and Caitlin Laws going to represent Team Canada in mixed doubles at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Yeah, one last podcast bump. What do you think? That's not so bad. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would, I'm on the podcast to go to the Olympics. Not bad. I would say that's pretty good. I would say that our podcast is the the bumping is still continuing. We we missed a couple times, but not very many. Right. Uh, as we bring in, been bringing you uh, this uh, this podcast to hear the extra extra in. So you know something else you mentioned to me. I t- I, com- I I will be honest. I completely forgot it was going on. But uh, Team Howard taking on Team Brazil and this uh, for you know a spot what in the upcoming World Championships in Las Vegas. You used the word battling and you used it very very loosely, Mister Calabrese. Yeah, I mean this is uh, something that Brazil's tried to do for the last few years. They they challenge for the second North America spot at Worlds, and yeah. um, the U.S. hasn't hasn't had any trouble dealing with that challenge um, yeah. this year because Worlds are in the U.S. Canada had to defend the spot and they picked Len Howard to do it. Um, I got to believe that that's not going to be much of a challenge, but that's also going on this weekend. Um, I don't think it's going to be broadcast anywhere. Um, and probably for good reason. Um, it's just one of those events that that's out in the world happening. So uh, we want to make sure that we mentioned it. Yeah, and I'm not making light of it. I mean, look, the U.S. is weird. Oh, I'm making a little light of it. Well, well, I, I, I got. <laughs> I just think it's it's tough. You, you what else are you going to do? You got a challenge, right? So, I, yeah. um, but you're in a situation where you the tenth, not that Glenn Howard's the tenth best team, but you could pick the. 40th best team in Canada, and they're probably not going to have any trouble in that. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it was on the web stream or maybe it was at trial. I don't remember. Maybe it was on earlier podcasts. Somebody, I, I was not making fun of Brazil. That's not what I was doing. I was just simply saying that this was going to be probably a, a little bit lopsided, just like the past ones have. And that that's just simply the point is Brazil obviously has a ways to go. And you know what? We're the U.S. We were once in a spot where we were you know struggling to get noticed sometimes and, and be on the level with the Canadas and the Swedens. We've certainly come up a lot. But Brazil is is putting time, resources, and in, in trying to do the same thing. So I don't begrudge certainly at all. And there's he, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt that they'll get there. I yeah. mean, it's just a matter of time. It's unfortunate that you know, in this situation, you're you're not even battling the second best team in you know in North America. You're battling you know the the best country in the world. And um, and Glenn Howard, with all his experience, I just don't see that yeah. being a much of a challenge. No, I don't either. One more thing on the Canadian side, and when we stick to mostly. All American U.S. Uh, curling related, uh, you know, items, activities, competitions, athletes, everything with that. But any surprise at all seeing Cheryl Bernard announces the uh, alternate for Team Homan for the Olympics? Oh, I love this decision. Mm-hmm. This is maybe the best choice I think they could have possibly made. Um, Cheryl has not only the wealth of experience in the most uh, pressure situations. She can she can play any position, even though she's past fifty. She's in tremendous shape. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, her mental game is this is the model in which that I like to try to uh, emulate as much as possible. I've read her books, and um, you know she's she's just the right person for this team. They you got to remember, Team Homan doesn't really have a strategy coach, and yeah. so when timeouts happen, they can bring Cheryl out there, and um, she's seen it all. And um, I just think that in every way, this is a great fit for that particular team. Yeah, but that's immediately is what I thought is that 
a perfect selection because the the fact not from a performance standpoint but from a coaching standpoint from a strategic standpoint her experience but to be able to go down there and talk shots talk strategy with them not just in game but in the preparation leading up to the Olympics I little I was I I thought they might go a different route but at the same time I that's exactly what this team needed was somebody of her experience her ilk and you know man it, it's that is going to be an awesome addition to uh, to Team Home and so. Uh, what else we got on the docket here as we uh, get ready to close up shop? I got one more thing. Give it up. I got one more thing. Uh, we talk football here. On yes, the we do. End. Yes, we and do. And unfortunately, both our teams went down this, this past weekend in the wild card matchups, uh, Panthers and Bills. Uh, good season, not a great season, but the Bills broke the drought, and I, I can't complain. Dude, your guys were in it, and I and I saw it. I was unaware, and now take shots at me all you want to. I was unaware of what what's called the Bills Mafia, and if you want to, you know, enlighten some <laughs> listeners, I was unaware of exactly what the Bills Mafia was until uh, around the holidays, and I saw some of the uh, the uh, tail, tailgating antics from uh, Jacksonville, and I got to tell you, that is one scary, crazy bunch, brother. If, if you've ever been part of the Bills Mafia, I'm not sure if you and I need to hang together anymore. <laughs> the Bills Mafia is sort of the the extreme fan base of the Buffalo Bills, and um, in tailgating, uh, they have been known to set themselves on fire, uh, bust up uh, folding tables like you might see in the WWE. Um, they're just um, passionate about the Bills and the tailgating experience. I read a tweet this past weekend from the city of Jacksonville that said that they were going to ban table sales to anybody who had an out-of-state <laughs> driver's license for the wild card weekend, um, and that people who lived in the Jacksonville area and the Florida area were only allowed to buy one at a time. Oh my so they were, they were limiting the sales of folding tables in the Jacksonville area. Um, yeah, Buffalo Bills have, uh, the Buffalo Bills fans have had a long time without a playoff team, and um, they were really enjoying it this past week. It's unfortunate it didn't go any further, but uh, we really got out of this team, I think, as much as we possibly could expect. Yeah, I, I'm totally kidding. I, it, it was hilarious watching a lot of these videos. You go to Twitter and just search Buffalo Bills in Jacksonville or Buffalo Bills Mafia and see people jumping off the top of, like, trucks. Like, it, it literally is WWE wrestling, some of the stuff that you can watch. It was it was pretty funny. But the Panthers yeah, don't ta- do this at home. No, 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 no. If you do, make sure you have a fire extinguisher very close to you because, like, the guy who caught himself on fire earlier in the year but the Panthers take it on the chin losing the big easy they're out of it at this point where are you going to go as the Patriots I mean it's still got to be our Super Bowl favorite as much as it pains us right yeah you know when it's too bad that Carson Wentz got injured because I think Philadelphia had a pretty good chance of maybe uh taking uh New England to uh, a really good game if it winds up being that way in the Super Bowl but who knows who's going to wind up on the NFC side right now um but I I, I gotta like New England's chances I think that they will have zero trouble um, this next weekend. And then I guess it's probably them in Pittsburgh for the AFC. And uh, that'll be a battle, but I would suspect that New England's probably going to make their way out of it. Well, I got to tell you, for our friends in Minnesota, Twin Cities listeners right now, I'm jumping aboard the Vikings bandwagon. I'm hoping the Vikes can get to 
the Super Bowl, get past uh, Philadelphia, what should be a really good game this weekend. But I'm riding the Vikes, the uh, Purple Peter, purple People Eaters, all the way hopefully to the Super Bowl and to knock off New England if uh, if New England, New England if they're able to make pick. it. I love that pick. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm so, right there with you, Chris. I love that pick. Let's, let's go with that. Team Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, you got our back right here, the Extra Extra Podcast. You've got the official. We will declare you. I don't think we can get a guest on from the Vikings, so we'll just go ahead and say, look, you are bump eligible, right? Because we talk about them. So. That's right. All right. Maybe Rich Ruinen can get back in here. He he's a big Vikings fan. Well, he has you know he's got the secret number, and last time he just suddenly appeared right before the Olympic trials, trying, begging for that, uh, begging for that bump. But we'll see what we can do if we can get Richie back on. If he uh, if he might hack into the podcast again. But let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Episode twenty five. Appreciate um, Corey Christensen, Joe Polo, uh, the fists in the upcoming Olympics for Team Schuster, Team Roth, and certainly John Landsteiner. Really appreciate him, all those interviews. We got a whole lot more, Joe. Got Kevin Martin coming. Trini Kisnerik from NBC uh, Sports will be with the uh, the coverage over there in South Korea. We got John Schuster, Nina Roth, uh, Coach Phil Drobnik. We got a whole lot more, and those are just to name a few between now and the opening ceremonies of the Olympic Games show. A, a ton more for us to talk about to get everybody ready for the Olympic Games. Yeah, it's a who's who of uh, curling here as we lead up to the Olympics next month. Uh, Real excited to hear what uh, people like Kevin Martin have to say about what the field looks like uh, in, in a month or so in South Korea. Yep. Continental Cup this weekend. You got the last slam before the Olympics, the Canadian Open next week. But we will be back with you next week with another edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th in Sports Network powered by Isagenix. You can check it out. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, certainly on the website, TESN. Dot us forward slash podcast a myriad of ways plenty of opportunities ways you can listen to this podcast but we will be back with it next week here on the extra extra podcast price Atkinson, joe calabrese we will see you then thanks for being with us on this edition of the extra extra in podcast with price atkinson follow price and the 12th in sports network crew on twitter and facebook to stay up on our weekly contest giveaways and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics.